Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, and welcome back to this week's Amazing If podcast. We're Helen and Sarah, the founders of Amazing If. It's a business all about helping people to have happy careers. And this week, we're continuing our series on confidence gremlins, where we're talking about the top 10 confidence gremlins that get in our way at work. And we've got an interesting one this week. We're focusing on a fear of blushing and kind of your body reactions to feeling scared or fear at work. But before we go into what that looks like and how it holds people back, we're just going to do a quick recap on what confidence gremlins are and why they matter to you in terms of your career. So the first thing to think about is that confidence gremlins are something that we should all acknowledge that we have. It's not just something that if you're you know, starting out in your career that you're going to have. Lots of senior people that we have worked with have them. Not everyone knows they have them. So I think some people can be carry these fears around with them that stop them doing things. And really, this series is all about helping to surface what they are for you and helping you to overcome them. And the reason that they matter is because they get in our way at work. They might stop us from maybe applying for new jobs or putting ourselves in situations that we find scary. And a lot of that can just be based on assumptions, things that we just haven't tested. We might think people think a certain thing about us or that we're going to react in a certain way in a situation and so we don't do it and that's really just an assumption and it can stop us having a happy career and really being at our best at work and the real trick is having an understanding of what your confidence gremlin is and then taking some small actions to do things about it and that's exactly what we want to help you with in this series and so today is all about kind of blushing and body reactions to kind of fear at work that, that's going to stop you doing things. And I'm going to be talking to Sarah about this one and whether it's kind of got in her way and some of the things that I guess we've both learned to stop this holding you back. So Sarah, blushing, a fear of a kind of a confidence gremlin all about blushing. Is this actually, is it a real thing? Does this hold people back? Uh, well, certainly it has for me. So this is certainly a, a very personal one today in that um, I'm definitely somebody who blushes. I get sort of very rosy cheeks and often it, I can never anticipate it. So I never know when it's going to come. And it just, I suddenly go from being, I'm, I'm a relatively pasty individual, um, anyone who knows me, very pale skin. And I suddenly go from being very bright white to relatively rob- lobster red um, in in quite a short period of time. And, you know, I've never felt, I think, so self-conscious in my life when, when it happens. And it often feels like there's very little you can do about it. Like I say, you don't kind of know it's coming. Um, and for loads of people, of course, lots of people don't blush. It's, you know, not even an issue, not even a thing. But lots of us do have physical reactions to things um, when you're maybe not feeling that confident or you're under a lot of pressure. So, 
this is often a classic one is you see people's hands shake mm-hmm. when they're presenting. I see that, you know, that, that is relatively common. You might get a bit sweaty and get really kind of hot. Some people actually don't necessarily go red in the face, but, you know, their other parts of them, you know, their neck and stuff goes red. Yeah. Um, for some people, they start um, having like nervous habits, you know, like they're twisting jewellery or twisting their hands. Or they start sort of standing in a certain way, so <laughs> or walking back and forth yes, on a stage, yeah, yeah like pacing. <laughs> um, so there are it's it's not necessarily just about blushing. Certainly, that's one that I've experienced. But it's often about those things where it really throws you off track, and it really then puts a bit of a dent in your confidence. And then often, because you do usually realise you're doing it, then it becomes quite a big thing in your own mind. You really like crikey, I've made blushing you know, a really massive thing in my own mind over the kind of the course of my career. Whereas at some points I would almost just be kind of panicking so much about, oh, I really hope I don't blush in this meeting, that I pretty much forget everything else I was ever really meant to be doing. That's all I was going to ask, actually. So how, once you know you've got this thing, when you said, oh, I don't know when it's going to happen, so how does it actually hold you back? What does it stop you from doing in terms of your career? Uh, I think it's often for me in the moment. So it's like you say, because most of these things, sometimes you can anticipate, oh, you know, I'm doing a presentation, my hands sometimes shake, or I know I'm in a pressured situation, I potentially might blush. But often you're not sure, you know, where and when these things are going to arise. And so it's often then in the moment when something like this happens, how you then react and respond to it, because you just feel like it's almost like a spotlight has come down on you. Mm -hmm. And all I think at those points in time is all everyone must be thinking is, She's gone really red. And then it's almost, well, so why do you even care about that? Well, you care because you think, well, does that mean now I don't look as credible? You know, usually you're there trying to have gravitas and presence and all these things that we all think are important. And I'm thinking, is it possible to be bright red and have all of these things? (laughs) Probably not. And do you do also in your own mind become then quite distracted? So often then you probably don't do quite a good job because you're then worrying so much about the fact that your hands are shaking or you suddenly notice that you're, you know, twisting your jewellery a lot or whatever it might be. I think sometimes I don't have the blushing one, but sometimes I have a like a racing heart. It's probably the best yeah, way. Yeah. And I'll be waiting. Say I'm going to present um, on something or talk. I'll and people will be talking around me, and I'm very conscious that it's my it's my turn next. Yeah. And I'll feel my heart go, and I'll almost be concentrating more on how I'm feeling. And okay, get it under control, or you're, you're going to yeah. forget your words and all that kind of stuff, and get so caught up in that that I'm less aware of the situation or. And it probably affects the first couple of minutes. I might be okay once I get into my stride, but actually, and I think sometimes the first couple of minutes can be the most important ones, yeah. but you've got so caught up in your body's reaction to a situation that that it's kind of overwhelmed you in, in that kind of first, the time that you could make an impression. Yeah. And as a result, I might think, oh, that situation was particularly scary. I might not, I might not do that again. Yeah, and I think the other thing I found is that you sometimes feel a bit helpless about what to do about this. Mm. So um, I've actually definitely had feedback before of people saying, oh, you know, you sometimes go a bit red under pressure. And I'll kind of be like, right, yeah, I know that. What, what, do, you, what, what do you want me to do? Yeah, yeah. Because it feels, you feel actually, you know, like quite helpless. You're like, well, I don't, I don't know what you want me to do and about I'm that. I'm sure a lot of people are listening and thinking, well, if I don't know when it's going to come on yeah. and I can't stop my body reaction and this is just something I'm scared of, how, how can I do anything yeah. about it? So I think I think it would be really good if we can help people with these are some practical tips for you because I think of all the confidence gremlins, this does feel like the one that is, yeah. you know, it's a physical reaction. How do you, how could you possibly control it? Yeah. So I think, and like I say, I probably spent the first six, seven years of my career thinking this is actually just something I'm going to have to put up with. Yeah. I, I'm just going to have to hope it doesn't happen too often. 
try and uh, react a bit better maybe when it does happen. Yeah. And that's sort of all I can do about it. Whereas actually, I think with anything, whether it's your hands shaking or you do blush a bit, there are some other things that you can start to think about that certainly have helped me. It doesn't mean that I will never blush. Like, yeah. Of course, I still blush. It's, it's just something that, that happens to me. But actually, it's a much smaller deal for me than it would have been three or four years ago. And it holds you back less because yeah, of it. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So what help people? What, what, <laughs> what are those tips? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, the no, probably no magic bullet, unfortunately. But there are kind of a few, I guess, tr- more or less tips and tricks that are very useful. I think the first thing, uh, which is something really about kind of mindset um, and really what you're thinking in your head, is when these things do happen you are much more distracted by it you are much more aware of it than everyone else Mm -hmm. I I promise everybody that that's true because sometimes I'll feel like you know I describe it as being lobster red honestly (laughs) I've then asked people after a meeting oh god did I look really red in that meeting half the people will say I didn't even notice and you're like what I felt (laughs) like I I was a lobster yeah I thought I turned (laughs) bright red um people will say I didn't even notice some people might say oh you looked a bit hot (laughs) potentially and also most people don't care yeah, most people genuinely don't either don't really notice and don't really care. And actually, some really good advice people um, have given me a few times now is sometimes if you are under a lot of pressure and your hands are shaking or you are blushing a bit, whatever it might be, if people do notice, often what people think is she must really care, or he really cares about this, and he's clearly under a bit of pressure, or she clearly is under a bit of pressure. And most people can empathise with that. Mm -hmm. Most people have also been in very similar situations. They might react in different ways. But people are not sitting there judging you and going, oh, you know, this is a disaster because they're sweating a little bit in this meeting. If they have noticed it, they're probably just thinking, oh, I really want them to do well. They're probably urging you to do a really, really great job. Mm -hmm. And trying to remember that when you're in these kind of situations and when these things do sometimes unexpectedly happen. You know, if I see someone, um, my hands don't shake when I present. Mm -hmm. I see loads of people presenting with shaking hands. I never think, oh, that means they're rubbish at presenting or they're not very good. I just think, uh, A, they're really brave that they're doing it in the first place because clearly it's probably not their first choice of things they'd want to do. Yeah. They're obviously a little bit nervous. I hope they do really well. And then probably I'm inanely grinning at them to really try and encourage them. them. It's probably also really distracting. But, you know, I'm sort of trying to be very supportive. So my reaction to somebody with having their handshake are all very positive things. And so then I try to remember that about, you know, the occasional time now where I might get a bit, you know, flush and think actually people are probably not thinking bad things. And if you think that, you kind of recover a bit quicker, I think. You've um, reminded me of a situation I used to work for BP, as you know, and there was a particular meeting. And it, of all the, the presentations and things I've done, it wasn't, it's not the biggest one. I think there was maybe, I don't know, 50, 60 people in the room. And I, for whatever reason, that day, I felt nervous. And I think it might have been a combination of, I think I hadn't had a drink or I hadn't had something to eat or something like that beforehand. And I think maybe the um, like anxiety or nervous kind yeah. of anticipation and the fact that maybe I hadn't had breakfast or whatever it was and the situation. I remember feeling really, really faint and thinking, oh my gosh. I'm going to faint. I'm gonna... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I, I remember thinking, I don't really faint. I remember thinking, I'm going to faint in this situation, and they're all looking at me, and they think I'm going to faint. <laughs> and and my saviour was there was like a lectern in the room that had a bottle of water on it. And I rarely take water around with me, but there just happened to be one that day because I think the room was prepared for it. And I remember just saying, I'm just going to take a moment. And I just had like a sip of the water. And uh, I think in in doing that, I'd, I don't know, I'd given myself a break. I calmed down, I created a bit of distance from this reaction that I was having. And I was able to continue. And whilst I probably didn't feel as brilliant as I might normally feel for the rest of that session, I kind of got through it. And then I asked people afterwards and A, they had no idea that I'd been feeling like that. And so they, no one had thought I was going to faint. But I think that was, you know, a really good example for me of the things that you're talking about. A lot of this is in your mind and it's never as bad as you think other people are thinking. And actually, if you're aware that you are in it, maybe your hands are shaking, maybe you are feeling faint, maybe you are going red, maybe just... Give yourself a moment and whether that's a sip of water or just a pause or yeah. ask, ask maybe ask people a question. So what do you think about that? Just give yourself a little bit of distance between the situation and your reaction yeah. and then try again. Yeah, You might not overcome it, but you might not just get so caught up in how you're feeling about it at that time. Yeah, and I think another practical one, which sometimes sounds ridiculous but genuinely is really helpful, is uh, breathing. <laughs> I think you sort of um, often forget to breathe properly, especially when you are under a little bit of pressure or you're a bit nervous, which is often when these things do happen. Somebody said to me once, you know, taking a, even a couple of deep breaths, because actually you don't take really deep breaths that often, Yeah, um, taking a couple of deep breaths, just the actual act of A, doing it, Secondly, you know, you're kind of filling up your lungs. It makes you often kind of sit up straight, stand Mm. up straight. It genuinely has a calming effect on you, on your brain. It just slows you down a little bit. And it often just gives you that tiny moment of perspective. Yeah. Helps you to be a bit pragmatic and think, yeah, okay, might be a bit nerve wracking this situation, but it'll probably be okay. Yeah. And actually, I know there's actually quite a lot of research into if you have the time, the impact of 10 deep breaths particularly. So if you are nervous about things like presenting or if you're going into a room, if you can keep 15 minutes in your diary beforehand so that you can, you know, prepare, get yourself a bottle of water. Water is a really good one. in the moment then. I was thinking, I'm no, not ten, sure. 10 like, deep breaths in the moment is quite a long time, isn't it? Like, <laughs> I'm not sure that midway through a presentation when my yeah. heart's palpitating that no, we no, do in 10 beforehand. minutes. <laughs> um, beforehand. And I think, um, you know, before these situations, if you can, you know, don't, don't run from a meeting into another one without uh, taking time to get some water, a couple of deep breaths outside the room, making sure you're sort of organised. Because I think 
there are some kind of preventative things that yeah. you can do because you are much more likely to shake or blush and stuff if you haven't spent that 10 minutes beforehand just like you say having something to eat if you've not had time yeah, to eat that day absolutely. it can often be really stupid things that yeah. sort of throw you off kilter and like I say these things don't tend to happen that often so just putting in that bit of prep time and when I say a bit I'm not talking about hours I'm talking about 10-15 minutes yeah actually again just helps you to be ready and prepared There's probably something in it as well when we're talking um it's come to my mind about actually just being aware of what it was in the situation that made you go made you go red or made you feel faint so for me on that day I think it probably was that that I hadn't had something to eat I felt the same nervous energy that I might feel in another situation but I think that combined with I hadn't had my breakfast that morning yeah. created that physical reaction so now I know have your breakfast before you have a big meeting. It might be it's a particular person that makes you blush, that every time Mm. it's that person that's causing it. We'll see maybe how you can have a meeting with them or interact with them outside of just a meeting where everybody else is. I think maybe tune into what is it specifically about a situation? Is it a small room? Is it a big room? Is it what triggers? I think it's what your triggers. And that's the that's the other thing to really think about. What what does trigger these reactions in you? Because I think for most people it's not like I blush all day, every day. No, not at all. You know, hardly ever. If I spoke to lots of people, they wouldn't they wouldn't even necessarily know that it was something that, you know, that I was even worried about. Yeah. And so actually when I really thought about when do I blush, I realised it was sometimes when I said something that I then thought, yeah, that sounded stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so in my head I was already editing. Yeah. I'd say something and I'd think, oh no, that's not very good. <laughs> and then I'd almost like blush for myself <laughs> I'm actually embarrassed for myself about what I just said especially I think probably the more senior people in the yeah. room you know where you're, where you're trying to have kind of credibility so that would be one or sometimes where I'd say something off the cuff actually so I'm not a genuinely a particularly kind of spontaneous person but sometimes when I'm actually very very comfortable I'll say something off the cuff and then think Oops. I'm not sure that's appropriate. <laughs> or, yeah, I'm not sure I should have quite said that. The oops blush. Yeah, and then, then also, I'm also a bit embarrassed about... And again, I'm embarrassed for myself. <laughs> and then that reaction is, I then blush. So it doesn't necessarily mean that I can stop it every time. But then I, I kind of react much better. So if I say something a bit stupid, I'll kind of think, oh, that's why I'm blushing a bit. And then I can recover. And often, to your point earlier, sometimes what helps me recover really well is just withdrawing from a conversation yeah. very momentarily. So I might just think, oh, that sounds a bit stupid. Yeah. Most people probably haven't noticed, but I'll just have that little moment in my head and I'll just wait a minute, I'll pause, I'll take a bit of a deep breath. Yeah. And then I sort of try to get involved again quite quickly without making it a big deal. I think that's the thing that's really changed for me is I've stopped worrying about, is it a big deal if it does happen? Yeah. Rather than thinking it was never going to happen, I still sometimes will say something that probably is a bit idiotic, to be honest, <laughs> and then I am embarrassed for myself, and then just go, oh, well, you know, Move like no, no one's perfect. I'll just move on. And I think the um, the consciousness of your triggers, again, it makes it not such a big thing. So yeah. I blush in every meeting isn't true at all. There are certain situations where there's a trigger, which is quite rare, that might make you blush, should mean that it won't hold you back all the time yeah. and that you, you're aware of that trigger and then hopefully you can move on from it by maybe giving yourself a bit of distance. Yeah. But I think, yeah, if you can get a bit more specific about the triggers, it can hopefully be a bit, bit less scary. So yeah. we talked about, um, you know, taking a breath, breathing. Uh, we talked about maybe giving yourself a break, asking someone a question or whatever it is, just to distance yourself from the reaction. Any other tips for people that are scared of having these reactions and it's stopping them doing things? Uh, I think just don't be afraid to think about um, solutions that might just help uh, overcome these things in the moment. So kind of what I mean by that is 
if you're somebody who has handshake when you present, most of the time you you feel worse or the shaking is more obvious where people are holding paper. Mm-hmm. I always think because yeah, then the paper yeah. is really shaking. <laughs> it's like, and your arm is a yeah, foot longer and it's just shaking. Exactly. More. So for those people, I'll often say to them, I appreciate it is already scary to present, but do you know what? I think you're probably better off presenting not holding bits of paper because nine times out of ten, they never look at that bit of paper. It's, yeah. a, it's a crutch. So rather than then getting rid of the paper, I'll say, wear something where you can put it in your pocket. Yeah. So if the reason you need that bit of paper is it's a crutch in case I forget something, that's fine, I understand that. Put that bit of paper either down or put it in your pocket so it's still there, you've just not got it in your hands that are then kind of frantically shaking. You know, if you're somebody, um, you know, get, can get a bit overly hot or you get a bit kind of sweaty and stuff, don't wear clothes that are going to make you even hotter, yeah, even yeah. sweaty. You know, certain fabrics. It's like, don't wear really, pale blue. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Don't wear, yeah, don't wear, you won't see me wearing pale blue uh, that often in a very sort of stressful situation. And, you know, for me, with like blushing and stuff, if I think there might be a situation where that might actually happen because I'm going to be under a lot of pressure or whatever it might be, um, I'll think, right, yeah, so things like... Um, you know, wearing a bit more makeup can be really helpful. And inevitably, it's the one time you wear no makeup that you blush and you think, oh, great. You know, it's probably really <laughs> obvious today. So they're really small things. You know, it's they're like almost the cheating, of water. aren't they? They're yeah, like little are, cheats. You are tiny little cheats that just give you probably a bit of reassurance. And again, it gives you that bit of confidence that if this thing does happen, it's not going to be the end of the world. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for that because actually, this because this isn't one of my confidence gremlins, and because it is such a physical kind of, kind of reaction, I was really you know interested to have the conversation to see well, what are the practical things that people can do, and I think hopefully if this is something that if you're listening and this is something that you're struggling with, actually you can take some. I guess you know confidence away from these things that you can you can do something about that there are these practical things that you can do so that this doesn't this doesn't get in your way at work and it doesn't stop you from having a happy career so I think we're going to leave that there today um hopefully we've given you lots and lots of ideas um remember as well that this is just one episode in our 10-part series we've got lots of other confidence gremlins that we've been talking about that we know are common issues for people and that we've been giving you Um, our ideas and tips of how you can overcome them you can catch up with all of that on itunes and if you want to read more about how to overcome your confidence gremlins we've got a book on it which you can get on amazon we also love to hear from you whether it's kind of feedback on confidence gremlins any ideas you've got about how to overcome them or even ideas for future podcasts for us you can get in touch with us on twitter at amazing underscore if and that's everything for now so until next time goodbye Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.